podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Sugar and Silk Podcast, brought to you by Ace Podcast Nation. Unfortunately, there's no uh, there's no sugar in your coffee this week. You're only going to get silk. But that's good for your diet, and Ben will be back next week, so don't worry about that, all right? Let's welcome to the ring former WBC Super Featherweight Champion of the World, Jesse James Leha. I'm so honored to have you here, brother. Thank you for Michael, coming thank in. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. How are you feeling? I feel great, man. I, I, um, uh, I'm always working. I'm always moving. I'm always doing things. I have a, my sons and I have a boxing fitness gym here in San Antonio. Uh, What's the name? The Leha Boxing Fitness. Okay. And uh, I had another one, uh, another gym called Champion Fit Gym, Champion yeah. Fit Gym. And I had that for 17 years. And yeah. then two and a half years ago, we moved to a bigger, during COVID, we, <laughs> so we need to get a bigger space for more for more room and space. So we got to a yeah. bigger gym, paid more money, took a chance, and it blew up like crazy. No, for real. So what are you going to do? Are you going to start franchising these in, I, I in San Antonio? That's a thing that I would love to do, but I don't think, I don't know. We're, we're in the middle right now of expanding here in San Antonio. We've had three other gyms before, and we closed them all down to make this one big one. Yeah. But that's one of the things that we're thinking about is expanding, but I mean, franchising them out. But then I got to make sure these people are running because they're not to give me a bad name. Yes. I have a, yeah. I have a good name here in San Antonio. Yeah. And I don't know. It's one of those things. But that's that's something that we may want to do is franchise out yeah. in the United States or in Texas yeah. and then go from there. Yeah, you really have to have somebody speaking from experience a little bit here. <laughs> but um, But what you really want to do, as you, I'm sure you know, is you want to make sure you have somebody that knows how to roll gyms out because there is a strategy to it. Yeah. And, and boy, if you don't do it right, they murder you. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know what it's about. It's, yeah. There's a lot of investment. There's a lot of organization. And yeah. you need to trust some people. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing, right? Isn't it hard? It sounds, like, sounds like the fight game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, exactly, yeah. it's exactly boxing. I don't know one fighter... I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I've never come across a fighter that said they've that everything's been like hunky dory for them on the opposite side of the fight. Like they're better off. They feel more comfortable in the fight than they like dealing with managers and promoters and stuff like that. Of course, it's because you you shake your hand, you pull it back, and make sure you have your fingers attached because they're trying <laughs> to take everything from you, and you don't know who who to trust. It's tough. I was lucky. I was lucky that I had a manager for 17 and a half years. He was my manager from day one. Yeah. And I was so lucky that he was so honest and he did every we're so we're still great friends to today. Yeah. And um he promoted a lot of fights for everyone, for Don King, for uh, main events, top rank, everybody. And he was my manager and so right. I was able to get in all these fights too. Wow. So he was just so so honest, which is, which is, they said that was a bad thing about him, that he was too honest. <laughs> he was in the wrong sport. <laughs> yeah, you probably ended up broke instead of a fighter, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fair play because every single other fighter, man, you don't end up too well at all. But let me ask you, I, I want to talk about your career, but let me ask you first about your, like, your life right now. You have children. I have two boys, James and Dean. Uh, James is 31, Dean is 27. Beautiful. All right. And they never went into fighting. My my oldest turned pro, mm -hmm. and he had he was 3-0 as a professional. He had yeah. like five fights fall through 
Wow. And he said, oh, man, they say this really same, this ain't, this ain't <laughs> you know, yeah. this I signed up for it. He, so yeah. he, he's a partner in one in our gym now. So yeah. everything we do, I, my, my sons and I are partners. My, young, well, my youngest, Dean, yeah. is really, if he turned pro, mm-hmm. without a doubt, he wins titles. He's wow. that good. Yeah. He, he's tall. He's 5'11". He could nice. be 147, 165. He's mm-hmm. in between. He's so hard to hit. He reminds me of, I was sparring with him like, I don't know, I'm old, right? I'm 57. But I was sparring with him. He said, come on, dad, sparring, hit me as much as you want. Or I couldn't touch the guy. And I'm try- I was trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, he does that Floyd, Floyd Mayweather thing. Yeah, 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 with the shoulder. So I'm like, and I was trying. Like, I would hit him every once in a while to the body because I couldn't hit the head. Yeah. And I was like, man, did I, have I lost that much? Is my that old? Or, or is he that good? <laughs> you know? But he is really, my son Dean is, uh, most of my boys are real athletic, but mm-hmm. Dean just has that special thing where everything's easy for him. Yeah. But anyway, he doesn't box. He trains clients. Yeah. He, both my boys do the same thing I'm doing yeah. right now. So we're, it's a good family it's thing. Great. Yeah, it's a great yeah. And I'm sorry, Michael, let me tell you, not only that, we... My name is so good here in San Antonio. In my childhood, coming up, I've always done the right thing. Yeah. Always, I have a big charity. I've been, I've had the longest running golf tournament here in San Antonio. But nice. I, we trained the San Antonio Spurs for the last 19 years. We trained the whole team. We trained everybody. Matter of fact, two weeks ago, I mean, no, last Thursday, this past Thursday, tra- uh, training Wimby. <laughs> you know who Wimby is? I don't, but I know it's going to be big. He's a guy from Europe, the the number one draft pick oh, in basketball. Yes, yes, yes. Victor yeah, I heard Wambayama, Wambayama, talking about him. That's right. Victor Wambuyamas. Yeah, I was training him Thursday. He never boxed before. This guy picked up like that. Really? Yeah. He's seven five. Yeah. I'm five five, and I had my hands straight up, and I was, I was just eye level to him. Just eye level to him. Straight <laughs> up. And he's doing this like this. It looks so funny. <laughs> if you ever see, if you follow my Instagram or, or Facebook, you'll see my picture with him. And I, I put a picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with Bruce Lee, the same height. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember funny. that. <laughs> I still remember the term timber, too. That's yeah. I know I know when it comes to boxing, it's a different beast. Yeah. But that's insane. I, I'd heard about you working with the San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. and that's been for a while now, right? You've had it. 18 years now. Nine, 18, 19 years now. That's incredible. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. How was the transition from fighting into fitness? Like, what kind of pushed you that way? Did you have other options? No. No. Well, I did kind of because after I retired in 2005, I was mm-hmm. thought, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. I went through depression a little bit. I was sad. That's because I started boxing when I was uh, 16 years old, 15 yeah. years old when I first started boxing, which is actually late. Yeah, very late. Yeah, late I started boxing. 16 years old. Oh no, I'm sorry. I boxed one fight when I was 16 years old. Then I didn't box again. Wow. When I was 18 years old, I got in trouble <laughs> with, the, with the law. I got in trouble with the law. I was doing dumb stuff, right? I got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Went to jail for 26 hours. Okay. While I was in jail, yeah, I'm in jail, and I'm like, man, this isn't me, man. I have great parents. I have, yeah. I have a great girlfriend. I have yeah. a I have, have a, a nice car. I have all this. So what if I had a good job? What am I doing? You know, clean stuff, stuff, drinking and driving. I said, this, I'm in jail. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed. Of, I can't face my parents right now because my parents are still good to me, right? Yes. And um, I said, I got to make a change. I yes. got to make a change. Well, I'm in jail. I said, I'm, gonna make, I'm either going to become a firefighter or a police officer. I said, I'm going to go to school. Uh-huh. I'm going to go to school, get my grades up, yeah. do what I can. Yeah. I got to get fit first. 
Yeah. My dad, okay, first of all, my dad was a former fighter himself, a professional oh, boxer. Okay. Dad, but he yeah. didn't want us to box because it's the fight game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you steer real away from that. You or if you love somebody, don't let him do it. And <laughs> uh, he uh, he didn't let us box, so we never boxed. But when I was, I, we played around, messed around the yeah. house, yeah. but we never boxed. So when I was 18, I said, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to go to the gym, get yeah. in great shape, and then join the police academy or fire academy, whatever I got to do to get better. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half years later, I'm in the Olympic trials. <laughs> That's great. You know, first of all, from to start at 16 years of age, you know, mm-hmm. and to only have like two years experience, fight experience. Yeah. How many fights? 20-something? 20 27? 24 fights in my amateur career. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's insane. And you, and, and the amateur. All in two years. Days. All in two years. Yeah. Yeah, the amateurs in those days, dudes are packing like at, at minimum there are a hundred fights. These guys that are going oh, to yeah. like the nationals, yeah, and going you know international travel and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. at least have a hundred fights. That must have been really hard to like. Like your work ethic got you there. What was it? I mean, obviously you were talented, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was more desire than than skill. More desire than talent. Yeah. More desire than than knowing any better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just wanted to prove my parents right. Yeah. I was adopted when I was a baby. But through family, I was adopted through family. So that's, you know, but right, I didn't. So, so your parents, I'm sorry. So let me clarify that just. So you're adopted when you were a kid and you, you're the person I was, you call I was your born. father right now is related. I was born. Yeah. Right. And then my birth mom gave me up to her brother. Oh, okay. But I didn't know until I was 10 years old that that was not yeah. my my dad or my mom. I said, oh, man, I didn't know. I had, I found out at 10 because I had to change my name because I was going to play football then. I said, what do you mean my name got changed? What do you mean? What? I'm 10 years old. And so no one really even knows that story. That's because my yeah. dad was my trainer. He was a boxer. And so yeah. I, that, you know, I never even knew the difference. And I never, yeah. I still don't know the difference. So I yeah. just know who my parents are. Those were my parents. Anyhow, I, that's why I had so much shame because I, they did that for me and I did this to them. Oh wow! So I, said, I gotta change. I gotta change my life, but I gotta turn everything around. I was a good kid, though. Yeah, I was yeah. I had a good job. I had all that. I wasn't, you know. I just yeah. got in trouble doing some of the dumb, and with a friend, and um, I changed it. I tuned. And I started. I as soon as I got home after I got that job, I go and bought a bag, hung in the garage. Yeah. I told my dad, I'm gonna get in shape. My dad would come in every once in a while. He would come in and just because he didn't want his boxing. Yeah. The man looked in the garage and he said. Why don't you keep your hand up a little higher? And walk back <laughs> you know, next two days later, come back out. You know, why don't you move your feet this way? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like he he probably saw something, right? Sure, of course. And then uh, he probably saw something. And then after I goes, hey, if you're gonna do this right, let's go to the gym and oh, see. Yeah. He had to have seen something. So yeah. they go to the gym, and two years later, I'm in the Olympic trials. That's inc- now that is an incredible story. Anyone who's never boxed before, but it was desire. I'm telling you, it was desire yeah. to want to be better. But but it had to have been. I mean, obviously the skills. Like what he taught you, he taught you real fighter stuff. Yes. So yeah. you got right to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You moved your hands well. Great, great coach. Good, great coach. Yeah, and and so for. When did the nickname Jesse James lay out? Now Jesse Jesse is a nickname, right? Jesse's the nickname. James okay. is the real name. Well, so um, when, you, when you were an amateur, you didn't have that name. No, I didn't have that name. It was just James Leha. But when I turned pro, my manager thought that adding Jesse in front of James would just sound yeah. better. You know, Jesse James from Texas, the guns. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, I was like, heck yeah, I want to. I'm gonna add Art of my dad. 
<laughs> my dad's chest, you know, so I want to honor my dad. So, yeah, yeah let's do it. Oh, it's been that way ever since. Yeah, it just all worked out. That's yep. funny because I, I think about some people because like you didn't come in with like the chaps and the cowboy thing. You didn't do all that. Hector Camacho would have went crazy on that. Yeah, well, I didn't, but we had gunslingers coming behind us. Oh, uh, okay. You ever watch my entry with uh, Zuma Nelson? I the saw the guy in red. Those cowboy guys are yeah, yeah. real guns, blanks, bright, but real guns, yeah. so loud and this. Really? That guy that 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 was coming in with the guns, his name was Jack Glover. Yeah, his he owned it. He owned the Alamo Museum here in town uh-huh. for the Alamo, right? He owned oh, wow. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all connected. And a crazy story from him is that he was like eighty-one years old, seventy-eight years old when he was yeah. doing those guns yeah. with his sons. But uh, his he said his great great grandmother was medicine woman to Geronimo. Wow. And that's yeah. uh, and so he loved the he was Indian. He was oh yeah. that's what he would when I would fight he would put a feather when I was getting my hands wrapped he put a feather in my eagle yeah. feather in my yeah. hand. Yeah. My hands. He said that would give you the power and the, the speed of yeah. an eagle and I was like oh yeah. guys he was he passed away he passed yeah. away like years ago but what a great guy. That's a beautiful vibe going in. That's that kind of energy. Yeah. Need. Yeah. It helps you take a bit. The, I mean, speaking of Hector for a second, now you fought his son. I'm jumping around here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have a very short attention span. I'm here and there like, uh, like a gnat. But uh, yeah, I, I remember watching you fight him on TV. And I, I know you were like you were beating him, and then something controversial happened. He complained about something, and then it was stopped in the corner. Like, what well, happened? I, I we had a well first we had a it was a great fight. He's a good fighter, fast, moves yeah. well, strong yeah. left hand. Yeah, lefty, you know he's one of those lefties. Um, but in the first round, when first or second round, I caught him with the hook and he almost dropped and yeah. he get back up and we kept fighting. The bell rang. Yep. Then uh, I got cut early on. He cut me with a big cut, or I always get cut. I had every. If somebody, if I didn't get cut during the fight, something was wrong. <laughs> he cut me. He gave me the punch, and my eye was split all the way across, just okay. across. Kept yeah. fighting, and then in the fourth or fifth, in the fourth round, we we clinched. He was gonna throw a left hand. I was gonna throw a right hand or whatever. And yeah. he leaned in too much, and his uh, his eye hit my head. Yeah, cut small cut. Yeah, he panicked. I guess, and. Um, I think he got some advice from his corner man, thinking that he was ahead on the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was- don't fight, you know. And he padded all that stuff together, so he didn't fight. They called the fight uh, in favor of him, and I was winning the fight. But yeah. he got the favor of the fight, so he wins the fight. We protest, and they called it a no contest because they said that the bell rang for the sixth round, and it shouldn't have not rang because the doctor was still looking at his cut. Whatever it was, but my my career went. His career, yeah, went, boom. yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, yeah. I mean that that was that was definitely a look at a at a fighter's heart, right? When you see yeah. things like that, like yeah. what what did you feel? Did you must have felt something in the corner, like at that time when it happens? Do you remember when they made that decision and you were like, "What?" I was like, "Come on, man! I get cut every fight. Yeah, you gotta keep fighting." And 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 I, and I think he panicked. That's not. He's a fighter. He, I, I mean, he panicked, but I think his corner should have made him fight. Even if he would have lost, he would have came out on top. Yeah, he would have gone. Yeah. He would have been a warrior. But him stopping because they told him, no, no, don't fight, don't fight. 
he gets out and then his career is over with. And I think he regrets that move or they regret that move. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good fighter, though. He was a good, great fighter. He yeah, just, he had a lot of talent coming up. But when I saw him against you, I, like you negated all that stuff. I thought yeah. it was a beautiful fight for you. Yeah. It was a tough fight for me because it's a left. You know, left. I mean, yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> awkward. You can't get used to those guys. <laughs> now, let me ask you something because you don't have a mean streak in you. It doesn't. You're obviously competitive, but you do, don't seem to have that like cutthroat personality, right? I'm a nice guy. That help you? Nice. That help you or hurt you in the ring? You know what I mean? Like, do you think you could have? You think you could have benefited from more of like that savage approach? Like, you see a lot of guys that just they, they are that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so, man. I think you gotta be cool, calm, and collective inside the mm -hmm. ring, man. Mm -hmm. You get mad. You're Mike Tyson said that. You get mad, you're gonna yeah. you get hit. You get hit a lot. You're not doing. You're not staying inside your comfort zone. You're really, you gotta yeah. be relaxed. Everybody's gotta be relaxed. Every sport you're relaxed. You don't you don't press mm -hmm. it. You don't stress it. You uh you stay calm and cool and collective. You know. Yeah. But, but what about like? Yeah, but I do. You no, know, but I do have a mean streak, man. You mess around with anyone in my family, or <laughs> my kids, or my yeah, wife, yeah, 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 and yeah. I am fired up, and I'll fight anybody. They just ask me to, but I, I, yeah. I always say, okay, man, you're yeah. not paying the bills. <laughs> I'm there not paying the bills. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you another way off to the other side. Yeah. Because, I, like, I get into, you know, I, I love the aggressive part of boxing, but everyone has their rituals as well. So mm -hmm. what, when you did road work, when you did, when you were preparing for a fight, did, did a certain song reverberate through your head? Was there a song at that time that kind of, what, what got you hyped going into a fight? Can you remember? Well, towards, towards the end, like, of my career, at the beginning of my career, I was just like, everything. Here's the here's the inexperienced part too, though, right? What we talking yeah. about at the beginning of my career, I'm young, I'm fire, I want to rock, ACDC, blah blah blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 man. At the end of my career, when I'm running, I wanted Lenny Kravitz, slow <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> um, I wanted uh, uh, I can't think of the guy's name right now, but uh, just the wallflower, the wallflowers, the wallflowers. Oh yeah, 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 the wallflowers. Yes, yeah. just cool music, comedy. Because you know what, yeah. people now. A calm mind is a calm body. Yeah. Racing mind, racing body. You don't want to do all that stress out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Gym now where I have, people want to play that fast. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. You know, all, this, <laughs> all day long, I'm fast. I want calm music. And this yeah. is where you can relax, take, react. Because the, the more calm you are, the faster you react, the faster yeah. you can punch, the faster mm -hmm. you can get out of the way because mm -hmm. you're not stressed. It's just yin and yang. But <laughs> well, there's a reason why they take like, they, they want like the 18, 19, 20 year old kids in the armed services because they, there's like that, that no fear thing. There's, they're all full of energy and like they have the this adrenaline surge that seems endless. But I just well, start getting a little bit wiser, right? You kind of go, well, they send you, they say, go over there and, and attack those people. And if you're older, you're like, oh, well, wait a minute. They're not yeah. attacking us. You want to talk. Older, if you're older, you send the younger ones in, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, can yeah. we just talk about it? We don't have to do this. But the younger ones are head first in there. Yeah. So so you have this. Um, now, looking at your record, you have, like, I look at you and you're you're a good puncher. Like, if you hit somebody, you hurt them. Uh, I wasn't a hard puncher. I only had 17, 18 knockouts. That's, yeah, that's that's the thing that I'm kind of like looking at right now. And I'm like, but but fighters respected you when you hit them. 
Now, do you think that's because that's, yeah. you weren't as an efficient a finisher because you would hit somebody and they would get buzzed? You know they got buzzed. You know, yeah. you know they're like two or three punches from like dropping or something or yeah. hurting. Do you think it was the fact that because you didn't have that many amateur fights, your ability to be able to finish an opponent that may be buzzed is that that is the reason why you weren't had didn't have a as good a KO record as you have? No, no, I, I you know it's a great question, but I, I don't think so because when I was fighting 125, 130 pounds, I was mm -hmm. knocking everybody out. Yes, yeah. you know I was winning all my fights. Then I went up to 135, 140. Mm -hmm. I was never knock guys out. Um, I'm a small, big guy. Yeah. I was a 10 pound baby when I was born. Yeah. Wow. I have a size nine and a half foot, 10 foot. Yeah. My hands are huge. Yeah. Hands. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just a small, big guy. I, you know, yeah. right now I'm like, I don't know if you, if you ever saw my Instagram. Like, I'm, I, I work, I diet all the time, but I eat right and I train yeah. a lot of people. I don't work out really. But yeah. I, you know, I'm ripped. I have a lot of muscle yeah. arms, and yeah, and uh, I'm just a small, big guy. But yeah. so I, I was kill myself to make 125, kill myself to make 130, kill myself to make 135, kill myself to make 140. Now, at the same time, we didn't have the 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 science that they have now, like mm -hmm. drink a gallon of water, eat mm -hmm. five times a day or yeah. six times a day. We didn't have that. I was eating drinking one glass of water. I was. Yeah. Uh, Eating once or twice a day. That was yeah. just killing me. It was so hard to make weight. Yeah. Uh, not towards the end of my career when we got that weight thing done, it was yeah. a little bit easier for me. Easier. Yeah. I'm always but, fighting bigger guys. I was always fighting bigger guys. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. Like most of the guys you fought, they, I mean, look, they always looked like bigger there, but I didn't know if, if maybe you carried more of the weight in your legs or not. But no. it's, um, what, what made you. I know it's like like going up into like I, I my I've fought middleweight like my whole professional okay. career and okay. and uh, and I actually fought heavier than I should have. I was really like a junior middleweight. Mm -hmm. But what made you creep up in terms of weight? Like it was it wasn't because you had fat junior welterweight. That's a difficult. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a difficult go. I mean, you're fighting bigger guys like Arturo Gotti. I'm five five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys are naturally like five nine, five ten, yeah. and they're thick too. Like they're yeah. heavy and and heavy punchers. Like they they be hitting middleweights, and middleweights would know it too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So you're fighting these guys, and even Azuma's thick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you know, I, I just what else was I going to do? I couldn't get my weight down. I had to go up, and yeah, and uh, I just keep. I was getting older, and I was 38 when I retired, but. I was, you know, I, I was depending on my defense, but one thing that we always said is I dared to be a great fighter. I wanted to be a great fighter. Yeah. And I had to face everybody. And I, right. only, only time, I've never lost a non-world title fight. The only fights I lost were world title That's fights. Right. Except, That's amazing. except I lost a fight to Juan Lascano. Mm -hmm. um, it was on Showtime. Thank God it was on Showtime. Yeah. Show, Showtime online voting had me winning 10-0. Wow. We gave him the fight. They gave him the fight. That I did not win a decision. I won uh -huh. the fight, lost the decision, but that was the only one that they really got me. But other than that, it was only world title fights to Azuma, uh, Oscar, yeah, Mosley, Gotti, yeah, yeah. You know, Costa Zoo, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, yeah. all Hall of Famers, probably. Yeah, all all of them Hall of Famers, absolutely. What fighters did you idolize growing up? Marvin Hagler. 
Joe I was going to say Marvin Hagler because I know when you were in the corner and you'd hit yeah, yourself on the head, right? Yeah, yeah. I got that from Marvin, right? And <laughs> I got that from Marvin. But uh, Muhammad Ali, of course. Yes. Uh, uh, Daniel Red Lopez. Oh, yeah. So just guys. There's so many guys that you look up. But yeah. mainly my dad. I looked up my dad as a like, uh, this guy was good. My yeah. dad, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, was the first San Antonian to mm -hmm. ever make it to the National Golden Gloves Finals in Chicago wow. in 1958. The That's first. Yeah. There's a lot of fighters here in town, but yeah. he was the first one to make it that far. That's so, true. you know, he was my, you know, always my hero, my dad. Yeah. Um, fighters that I saw, you know, with, uh, uh, what's his name? Alexa Guayo. What a class. Yeah. I, got, I got to meet all these guys that I just yeah. mentioned. Except Joe Lewis and those guys, but yeah, all these guys that I mentioned, you know, I got to meet Larry Holmes. All these, yeah, I got with Muhammad Ali in his hotel room for him and his wife for yeah. an hour. Just yeah. isn't it amazing? Uh, here's a guy who never fought and said we, we was not even a fighter who started fighting at the age of 19 years old. Yeah, gets to hang out with Muhammad Ali. Yeah, it's insane. Changed my life. It was 2005. Changed my life. Wow. <laughs> You know, um, I remember uh, when I'd been in Vegas and Ali and Lonnie, his wife, mm -hmm. and, uh, were in Vegas and, I, and Bundini Brown came out the elevator and he started talking to me. And, you know, Bundini's always giving you the story. Yeah. And um, he's always trying to, like, weasel his way in so he could, like, become a part of your crew and be, you know, <laughs> and, and get paid, of course. Yeah. But he said, you know, he goes, hey, champ, hey, champ. You want, you want to meet Ali? And I was like, what? Yes. And he brought me up to the room and, and opened the door. And there's Ali and Lonnie and everything. We, we had a conversation. We got the picture. My little brother in there. My dad, too. It was a good time. It was really honest. It was beautiful. I mean, he, he was just an amazing man. And I told him, too. I was I was glad I was able to tell him that. Yeah. I admire you more for everything you did outside the ring than inside yeah. the ring. Even inside the ring is great. But outside the ring, no one can yeah. touch that. Yeah. Know? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, Jesse. Yeah, we're working on a play right now. It's actually coming to Broadway. Um, it's going to be on Broadway in two thousand twenty-four. It's going to be huge. It's called Ali the Musical, mm -hmm. and um, is and so they they've finally cast the Ali character, and we're casting all the other characters now. And uh, it's uh, we've been working on it. We went down to the Ali Center in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. and man, we went into the Ali sent into the, his museum, yeah. and I got lost. I'm telling you, I was there for like two hours, just wandering around. He closed the place, and I was still walking around. The security guy was like, "Yo, we got to go." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Okay." One day, one day, I'm gonna head out there and check. Yeah, it out. you will. Oh, without a doubt, it's gorgeous. You have to. You really do. If you were to pick three fighters that influenced your style, who would they be? Martin Hagner. Mm -hmm. Um. I like to say some other fighters because, but I'm not that type of fighter. But the the technique part of it, Chavez for sure. Who knows yeah. Chavez, right? Yeah. yeah. And and I, you know, I have to say this guy because I just watched him fight, and I and I got to tell him this a few on Instagram or on Facebook. I, you know, we talked, but we haven't met him yet. We said, man, we got to meet one day. With Boom Boom Mancini. Ah, uh, yeah. Boom Boom had that heart too. Those guys fought, man. Yeah. That, yeah, I, yeah. I something like that, I think. But you know, at, at times, and there's times I say, okay, I got a baseball in this. But yeah. 
Marvin and plus my dad, of course. But um, yeah. these guys that people would know is, I think yeah. Hagler, uh, Boomer Mancini, and uh, who's the other guy? Said it was it not uh, Alexa Guerrero? Like Alexa Guerrero, yeah. Alexa was good. Body. If I had that type of body, yeah. You know, Jorge Leonardis, one of the best fighters ever. Yeah. Jorge Leonardis. Oh yeah, okay. I've seen him. Yes. I, I think he's gonna fight again, but you know he's at towards the end of his career. But man, that guy could fight, man. What a yeah. clean boxer. What a clean. Yeah. That's yeah, really people really want to see snugging. People want to see car wrecks and guys yeah. going. That's not boxing. Yeah. That's slugging. boxing. Yeah. Boxing is a crafty art. Making yeah. guys. Yeah. Making them miss and, and get countered. Yeah. That's the art. Not slugging. Anyone could do that. Yeah. Yeah, like you, I, I, I'd watch Arguello for hours, and he's just like yeah. his lines are just so clean and yeah. perfect. Yeah. And when he punched, every single punch was designed to go through you, not to you, through yeah. you. And that yeah. was like, I, I mean, it was it was insane. His knockouts looked so, like his the endings of his fights were so clean and decisive. There's yeah. no, you know what I mean? When he wins, he wins. There's no like, oh, he could have got up or he was fine. Da, da, da. No, it was over. It, you know that guy Don Khan? He trained. He trained Alexis Aguero. Don Khan, he was Alexis Aguero's trainer. He came yeah. and trained me for a few fights too. Oh and man, he had me for when I won the world title against. But yeah. that was my main trainer. But Don yeah. Khan was assisting. Yeah. And, and he trained Alexis for for many 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 years. Yeah. And so we and picked up a lot. We picked up a lot from that from that era. You were also with Emmanuel Stewart, or, or he was in your corner. It was for that one fight for with the Zumanosa. It was okay. Emmanuel and why Stewart. did you bring Zoom, and why did you bring him in? Well, my manager figured that since Zumanosa was such a big name that we had to have we were nobodies, right? We were nobodies. We we're just from San Antonio, and okay. we had to have a presence in our corner as well, so we don't get screwed out of the, the scorecards, you know. So we had yeah. to have a presence. And there's Emmanuel Stewart, like. He's uh, boxing and it makes us look like what yeah, yeah. you do. Don't don't overrun me because you don't know anyone in the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally, absolutely get it. And the first fight you guys had was a draw, but mm, it was kind of dubious. I, I, you know what? It was a draw, but I could see where where I gave I protected the last three rounds or the last okay. two rounds. I was trying to protect the win, and yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I could see that happening. I'm, the yeah. second fight, I, admit, I the second fight I did nothing different, but what I did in the first round and won just about every round. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. yeah sometimes when you try to nurse it, because De La Hoya tried to do that against Trinidad, and even though like if you look at the fight, you say De La Hoya won, but he nursed that last nine, That's you know, from rounds, nine, yeah, nine to twelve. And mm -hmm. who else did it recently too? Um, uh, 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 Lomachenko did that in his last oh, fight. Yeah. Nurse the last couple of rounds, and yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, judges. Some judges just don't take kind that. You give someone an excuse to take the fight away. Yeah, or well, he's not fighting, or he must be hurt, or he don't want to get in. That yeah, exactly. People want to see you fight. That's uh, I learned that the hard way too. What's the most brilliant moment you had in the ring? Like when you felt like King Kong, like Tyson could have gotten the ring with you, and you thought you'd win anyway. What, a, a lot of fights. There was some fights, of course. You know, people don't see whatever that you just feel great. But yeah. oh, so there's. I fought Luis Penosa. Yeah. Three-time world champion. I fought him. Like in my twentieth-fourth fight. Mm -hmm. It was a grueling, grueling fight. Every time he hit me, I was getting cut. It was just like every time he hit me, I would <laughs> cut. I cut easy, but um, I felt great for that fight. It was a tough, tough fight. But the fight that just where I was in the zone and everything was in slow motion. Was Zuminos in second fight? 
Ah, that's the one, right? I saw everything happening. Yeah. I was making a mess. I was yeah. having a great time in the ring. I couldn't be yeah. stopped. I couldn't be stopped. Isn't it amazing how we all, like, when we have that moment, it's like that moment is your opponent is in slow motion and you're just yeah. moving at, that, at your natural speed. Yeah, I, I saw him mo making moves before he made them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw him <laughs> coming in and throwing my hand. I said, okay, yeah. here he comes. Just, you see, you're so in the zone. You see everything. Yeah. And did you, did you know that going into the fight? Did you feel noticeably different? No, not at all. No. It happened during the fight. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm making this guy messes. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, man, he almost caught me with that one. <laughs> you got to block that one, man. You're thinking that you're that much in control. You're thinking that there's fights. I'm serious, man. I would be in fights and I'm yeah. humming to myself because I knew uh, I got some good things. I knew that. The more calm you are, the easier it is to slip punches and relax. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying about being relaxed. And yeah. the reason I'm saying that now is because we talked about earlier about which guy is the better guy, the one that has that mean in him. And no, the guy that's the, the guy that the, it's called mental toughness. And I've studied this. So, how many times in every sport, baseball, football, basketball, whatever it is, they always say, man, it's 70% mental. You know, 30% physical, 50% mental. And then I tell people, well, how much mental do you practice? <laughs> They'll look at me like, what are you talking yeah. about? So, yeah. well, if it's that much, you should be practicing, right? Yeah. You have, people don't know it, but yeah, there's a way of thinking mental. So, uh, of being mentally sound, mentally calm, mental toughness, all that comes into play, but you have to practice it. Yeah. We know that negative thought, that negative thought, that comes into your head is so strong that overcome a positive thought. Mm -hmm. So every time I would get a negative thought, I would overcome it with 10 positive thoughts. Like, man, I hope Azumi Nelson don't hit me with the body. And I said, he's not gonna hit me to the body because yeah. I'm running, I'm doing my abs, I'm blocking, I'm doing 10 yeah. positive thoughts yeah, to overcome yeah. that negative thought. And I did that throughout my whole career. Only when my dad's best friend gave me a book. Yeah. I were playing golf. He was teaching me how to play golf. Yeah. And um, he said, hey, James, I want to give you a book uh, because I think it would help you in your career. And I said, oh, cool, thanks. I get the book, put it in my golf bag, and I said, okay, I'll read it later. Next time he came out, a week later, he goes, hey, have you read that book? I said, oh, Tomas, I haven't read it yet. He introduced my parents to each other, so we were real good with us. Yeah. Said, oh, man, I haven't read it. And I'm at home. I said, God dang it, we're going to go play golf again. Let me start reading that again, right? Yeah. So put the book down. This was in 1988. I couldn't put the book down. It changed my life as my thinking, as how I am as a person, how I am as a, a, a fighter, yeah. how I am as a husband, how I am as Can you a say the name of the book again? I'm sorry? Say the name of that book again. Oh, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Oh, okay. I have heard. That was the book. And um, it changed everything about me. So yeah. even, so after that happened, I read so much of it that when everybody would say something, I said, no, you got to be positive. No, you got I was getting everybody sick. They were sick of me already. Like, that's <laughs> not positiveness, you know? <laughs> but I took it into my whole career. I took it into my marriage. I took it into everything. And I read yeah. other books about mental toughness, yeah. uh, the art of war. Yes. Books about you, you strategies and, and how do you get the better of yourself. And, yeah. it, and it changed everything. Yeah, it's who I am. Who, it's who I am today as a person. Mm -hmm. that you could tell me all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I'm, okay, well, whatever. I know what I could do. Yeah, I play basketball guys. I'm five, five and a half. I play basketball guys, six yeah. foot, six two. And I'm, I'm banging with them, hitting them, yeah. 
Uh-huh. I know I could. I know I could do well. And plus, I know how to fight, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that mental toughness. You ain't gonna fight. Yeah. yeah. I told Tim Duncan. I was saying Tim Duncan. I said, he goes, "Oh man, I think the bitch." I said, "Man, you may beat me. You guys, you're 260 pounds. Yeah. Whatever, you may beat me, but you're not gonna like it. I'm gonna bite the ear off. I'm gonna bite your nose off. I'll yes. bite the okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna exactly. Fight. <laughs> you know you're gonna fight with me. He starts <laughs> People think you're a boxer. You only use these when you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's street fight. Yeah, you do whatever. But yeah, um, <laughs> do. But that's how I am, though. That's how I am as a person. People say you can't do it. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'll die trying. I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give everything I have. But you know, I have a successful business. My boys and I do, and we, we have the the. I have a great name here in San Antonio, man. Yeah. I can call the mayor. I can call anybody. I used to hang out with President yeah. Bush. President yeah. Bush used to come. He sent me uh, Christmas cards every year. Nice. Just just things, man. I got I uh, hang out with George Lopez and yeah, you know, yeah. You know what's beautiful is like you have such a, an incredible, like we get so many sad stories in boxing. Like when yeah. fighters are finished, uh, you know what I mean? Like life is finished for them. Yeah. And I'm listening to your story here and it's so ebullient, man. It's so beautiful. It, it's filled with positive energy. You've got all your faculties, uh, you know, the physicality. Well, let me ask you, are there any residual effects from boxing, like any bad things that you can, you know what I mean? Like, do you have memory issues? Do you have eye issues, ear issues? What are we talking about? Do you have any? I'm messing, um... I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> no, man. Uh, I, actually, I, I mean, I, they always say after you retire, about 10 years, give it 10 years, something may yeah. happen. So yeah. I already had 10 years, but. I'm still fine. I'm still my memory's good. Uh, I I don't. I still have aches and pains every once in a while. Bad elbow from boxing all those years. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that. Um, you know, just things like that. But I I can still run. I can still play basketball every day. I can still yeah. do hold mitts every day for people. Yeah, I'm still in it. I'm, you know, I'm 57 years old. My body yeah. just you know I do I yeah. probably about. Yeah, no, I saw you, man. I saw you, but you look great. I was like, just the other day, I was like, what? You know, and I, I, I diet well. I don't even work out really because I'm too busy training clients. But I do yeah. play basketball, but I don't work out like with weight. Mm-hmm. I don't do abs at all. I'm yeah, just yeah. training clients. But yeah, I, I think I, you know, I, I could hear my speech at times where I can I slur some words. I know that I can hear it every once in a while. I always try to pronounce words clearer when I'm talking to people. Uh, but if I'm in a hurry and talking, I just talk fast, you know. But um, <laughs> you know, just there's things. There's I'm sure there's there has to be. I had so many fights and so many wars, 57 fights. That's yeah. a, that's a uh, lot. Almost, of almost 100 fights with the amateur fights I had. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you think about that, but brother, don't even forget the sparring. Like sparring. the sparring is crazy every single day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had, so I had a podcast with uh, the Tony the Tiger Lopez yesterday. Yeah. Great uh-huh. podcast. But we yeah. talked about. The fight's the easy day. The fight's the easy. It's yeah. thirty six minutes, yeah. or thirty minutes, right? Easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I would spar hundred to hundred and forty rounds of sparring for one fight. Right. It's so crazy. that's where we get beat up. Yeah. That's where we get hurt. That's what we, we talked about. Errol Spence and about something happened there with Errol Spence. Something yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's not in the fight. It's in the training where you get beat up. The fight's just one right. night. Yeah, I, you know, coming for off that uh, Spence Crawford fight. Before we went into the fight, there were, I just thought to myself, no, I mean, listen, Crawford's amazing. He's an incredible fighter, and I would have picked him whether he would have, whether uh, Spence had the car accident or not. But yeah. I have to say, nobody goes 
nobody gets thrown out of a car at over 100 miles an hour, lands on their head and face and gets your teeth knocked out. And you're not normal afterwards. Just like it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's just, it just, it's impossible. And you only had four fights since the car accident. No, two fights was in the car accident. Was this yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah, it wasn't going to get better. You had four fights in four years. Yeah. This was the second since the car accident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and certainly wasn't going to get better because something like that is insidious. It doesn't. It doesn't all of a sudden disappear. I mean, that's going to stay with you forever. And you look at the first shot he got knocked down with. I mean, you know as well as I do, that was like he was off balance. I mean, he may have had yeah, his second his first one. Yeah. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Like he, what did he throw? He threw a like a. It was like a. It was like a jab, but it and, was a jab. Yeah, yeah, it was a jab, and and it's only because like. Even though he tripped him or stepped on his foot, whatever it was, he was hurt from it. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he, I mean, he didn't. He didn't argue at all. Whatever so, happened, he yeah. didn't argue with the ref and say it wasn't a knockdown. He stepped on my foot. But, but I just, how did he look coming into the ring, though? Mm -hmm. He had the big white eyes. He looked like he was in a glaze. And I'm like, yeah. oh, something's not right. Walking into the ring, he yeah, it was not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I've met him. Great, great guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, they both are. They really are. Yeah, they both are. But man, there's something wrong. And I hope. I I saw yesterday. I read yesterday when he wanted to uh, uh, have the rematch clause. He was going to accept the rematch clause. I said, yeah. come on. Someone, yeah. you know, someone has to step in on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying he got like at least 25 million from this fight. That's retirement money. I mean, God, I wish I ever got paid something like that. What's our fine today, right? Or 25th for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. How much did I have, Michael? Uh, I had, um, I had 34 altogether. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 34. Yes. You had a lot of amateur fights, right? I didn't know. I only had, I'm like you, I had like in the 20s. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I had like about, um, but I fought a lot of good guys. Like I yeah. fought guys that went to the, uh, like the Olympics. And, you know, I started like my dad threw me in deep real early. So I, so I had to learn to swim. You know, you get thrown in that deep end real quick, you sink or swim. And that's, that's yeah. kind of what we did. Yeah. So, you know, it helped. But on the other side of things, it's like if you don't get a chance to learn, the uh, the technicalities of boxing. Well, you know, more than even the technicalities, you got to learn to know yourself. And that's what I'm saying. That's what's so amazing about you getting to where, to winning a world title with that short of an amateur career is really like, is really, it's exceptional because as a fighter, you go through, like you need amateur, you need that pedigree. You need a strong pedigree. You need to confirm your style. And you need to know yourself. And you need to know how you react when pressure's on you. You need to see different styles of fighters every single time. And the more you're exposed to that, when you're in the pros, you're like, okay, I've seen that already. I know what to do with it. But you didn't get exposed to all that. Like in, in, in 28 times, 28 fights at least, you didn't get a chance to process it. And yeah. so for you to get into a, a place where now you're fighting men and from all over the world and you're beating them, man, that's mind-blowing. That really is. One of the things I had too was uh, a quick learning, I guess. But I, I always, you know, I always tell people, man, people would tell me, man, you're so lucky, man. You got this, you got this. You, heck yeah, man. The harder I work, the luckier I get somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah great work ethic really helps, right? Yeah, that's what it was. And but I would train and uh, with Pernell Whitaker, I would spar with him a lot. Oh, I learned so much from him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. these yeah. guys and with just yeah. anybody with the main events, I would. 
Wow. I was there the whole time. I had Ronnie Shields. Was, Ronnie Shields was training me as well. Nice. Um, uh, just learned a lot, but yeah, oh, I had to absorb everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you something. On the other side of it, can you remember what's the most, and you kind of touched on it already, but what's the most self-destructive thing you've ever done before a fight? Not before you started boxing, before, before a fight. Before a fight. Yeah. Can you remember? Has there been anything like that? Yeah, man, I was. Yeah, um, you're really like that saint. Oh man, I was. I, I didn't let anything distract me. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, I, probably if, I, if anything it was like people trying to buy a lot of tickets and me trying to handle trying to ticket tickets. I was, yeah, right. I said, no, man, let those people, that's your family. Just <laughs> you can't be doing that stuff. So, but trying to, you know, All trying right. to reach people, or whatever, trying yeah. to get that. Yeah, that's how yeah. before a fight, but. You know, yeah. I would go out or drink. I wouldn't do anything like that. Yeah, I would. Oh, that's great. I would drink. I would drink. Uh, like after the fight for about one or two weeks. Man, check this out. I would. Um, if I had a big fight on Friday or Saturday, I would either be back on the gym Monday or Tuesday. Yes. On the same this three days later. Yeah. Every fight. But yeah. if I had a big fight like Friday or Saturday, yeah, in a twelve round fight with a Zuma Nelson or yeah. Anybody, right? Any big fight, I was back the following Friday. Wow. I always went back to the gym on Friday. People said, why do you come back on a Friday? <laughs> on a Friday, I come back any night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I make sure I came back. Because who's on once ago? You're going out. You're going to have our fun. You do, you know, you have the weekend. No, I make sure I came back Friday and Saturday. That way I could get in my head. I could do any day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's beautiful. That would be a Monday. It could be any day. It's just it's, it's a work day, you know? Yeah. So do that. Even now. Yeah. I don't leave the gym. I'm always a gym. They call me a yeah. workaholic. I'm yeah. always training. I I train between 40 and 50 people a week. Wow. And I'm doing mitts with them. I'm hanging out yeah, with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, them. I get them in shape. I whatever. Yeah. I have a lot of yeah. I have great clients. They're all yeah. businessmen, businesswomen, of course, right? And yeah. some athletes, yeah. of course. But I got about 40 to 50 people a week that I train. That's amazing. Continuously. And just boom. And they, they, I can't go. If I leave... If I leave town, they're calling me, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? So I've been doing, I, you know, just recently, we've been traveling a lot. And so mm -hmm. I get my sons to take care of my clients. But they love it. People love the workout. So you love boxing still, no matter what. It's it's a, it, it's a life. Yeah. How can you not love it? It's life. Yeah. I love yeah. life. And I love the, the ups and downs of being in, in life. Sometimes you have bad days. Sometimes you have good days. Yeah. People say, how's your day? I say, man, any day. Above yeah. ground's a great day. It's a great day, absolutely. I'm gonna work, man. I'm gonna work hard. I want to stay above ground every day, but yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think, man, there's this this book about being positive and and looking at the bright side and yes, uh, yeah, oh, you know, the glass is always half full for me, man. Every yeah, day. yeah. Well, well, people feed off your energy and they want to do more for you, right? So, like naturally, I can see when people come to you and they train with you. They have their limitations, but they'll go that extra thing for you because you have this natural yeah. gravitational yeah. pull. I have I mean, the thing of get the best out of yourself today, man. I got I got a guy who's who's a member of my gym. He's a member and we just private this too. He's 81 years old or 82. Mm -hmm. He does everything. He spars, he jump ropes, he push-ups, pull-ups, he does everything that class is doing. He nice. someone looks at him like a god. We call him he's like a god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also have a lady who's 78 years old who has Parkinson's. 
her husband was a CEO of Coca-Cola. Wow. He passed away and she comes to my gym Parkinson's and she does everything, man. She comes and she's so beautiful. She has a house in Paris. She goes, anytime you want to go to my house, go to my house in Paris. <laughs> and uh, the last time I went, I said, no, we got a hotel, but she wanted me to stay at her place yeah. in Paris. And she goes, next time you go, you all have a place to stay. She loves boxing. She loves me. She loves the things that we're doing for her. Yeah. We're making it better. She, you know, we yeah. do. Yeah, know, just boxing. We have a dribbling basketball. Have a dribbling tennis ball. Of course, so, yeah. He has Parkinson's, you know, and yeah, he's getting better. There's you nothing, know? you know, the the um hand brain connection more than hand eye. That hand that hand yes. brain eye thing is so important for people yep. with Parkinson's or any of those kinds of issues. Yeah. Like yeah. your hands are are I think probably the most important uh, <laughs> you know things that we have. Yeah, on. like if it comes from your brain and it comes into your hands, your brain tells your hands what to do, and your hands will tell your brains what to do, and your yeah. brain tells your feet what to do. They all gotta be in sync. Yeah, the way to do that is through practice. I always tell these my I have there was a few clients with Parkinson's, but if you don't use it, even regular people, I don't know you. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, if you don't use your core, you're gonna lose your core. If you don't yeah. use your balance, you're gonna lose your balance. Yeah. You gotta keep working at this. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about boxing, right? Boxing offers that, like, you use everything. I don't know. I don't, I don't know quite how to say it because I've never said it before. But like everything you use in your real life and moving, like you also use. It's a skill in boxing. Yeah. Everything that's in it, if you you don't do it like I guess in let's say in in dancing, for instance, you 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 move in a way that with your legs or cycling for instance use your legs and use it in a way that isn't your natural way of it, yeah. it's not an everyday life kind yeah. of yeah thing that we're doing but in boxing the drills even just the reaching forward or the reactions or the reflex yeah. or you know what i mean your reflexes in everyday life is the same as in boxing your like your feet get you from here to there but your hands have got to do most everything boxing right? to be a good boxer you got to be in sync and keep your balance most yeah. way and keep your feet under you Yes. That's like, you know, when you're walking down the street, you trip over the thing, you got to keep it balanced. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Or someone's yeah. coming after you, a bird or whatever, you got to shoot it away. Yeah. Quick yeah. hand reflexes, hand eye coordination. Yeah. You know, just stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. it's, it's life. It's yeah, life. It really is. It really is. And your core, more importantly, I believe everything, like, yeah. you know, all starts here at the core and it radiates outward. Yeah. And, um, and I have a very strong core, man. I'm, yes. If weights at all, I don't lift weights at all, but. Yeah. I have a strong core and it helps me with a lot of things, man. You know, I, I really attribute having a strong core to a lot of my success in the, in the ring. Yes. So everyone that's listening to this show, remember core number one. If you can get that core work down and use boxing and the core together, yeah. that's the holy grail right there. Rope, jump rope is great. Yes. Technique, movement. Jump yeah. rope, uh, nine minutes of jump is equivalent to jogging three miles or two yeah. and a half minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Cooper Institute. Um, let me ask you a question quickly. I want to jump back to boxing because I know we don't have too much more time, but okay. I love talking to you, bro. This is great. Okay, boxing. Is the problem with boxing today the promoters, the managers, the trainers, the fans, or the fighters? Um, I would have to say E, all above. <laughs> <laughs> You know, man, you're man, I'm telling you, ER, but because we all have to take uh, account for our little things that we do. Mm -hmm. We watch Jake Paul, boxing mm -hmm. or no, a non-boxer. 
Yeah. I'm not, and I don't hate Jake Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for making that money he's making. Uh -huh. yeah. And I don't blame the people watching that card in yeah. that boxing. Uh -huh. The same people that go and watch Jake Paul aren't the people watching uh, Canelo. Exactly. Different people, you know. And yeah. so everyone, the managers are, I don't know, managers are putting their fighters to fight guys that aren't yeah. Compared, uh, yeah. Uh, enough competition. Uh -huh. Everyone has promoters are putting on these fights because they they just care about the ticket sales. They don't care about how yeah. the fight comes out. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Just, how many blowouts do you see these guys? Yeah. These guys have no ring, no business in the ring with them. Yeah. Back in the eighties and nineties, man, you couldn't think about this. In the eighties and nineties, you had two or three losses. You were done as a fighter. Yeah. Oh man, what? <laughs> you fight your way, man. Yep. Yep. I had my sec. I had my second loss, and the and the head guy for NBC was like, "Ah, he's finished." I was like, ten losses, and you still be, you know, fighting for the world title. And I don't blame, I don't, I don't hate that either because it gives fighters a chance. But yeah, yeah, everybody has a little reason why this sport. But you know, there's there's MMA too. You know, people now people say, oh man, MMA's not that good. They don't pay as well. That's why all the MMA guys are trying to box now. They want to make that big money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, 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 YouTubers, right? YouTubers who are doing the are boxing and call themselves boxers. Come on, you're not a boxer. You can call yourself yeah. that all you want, but until you yeah. fight a real boxer, yeah. don't call yourself that. Yeah. But yeah. that's. But I can't blame them for making their money. Maybe if I was now fighting right now, I'll be fighting some MMA guys and making a lot of money and getting uh -huh. paid for it. And say, well, <laughs> but like Mayweather, check this out. Like Mayweather. Yeah. What's he say? I'm not a fighter anymore, man. I'm just a businessman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. doing it the right way. He's fighting all these guys, making money. People yeah. are willing to pay for it. Great, but hey, he's not calling himself a fighter. He's not. Calling, he's he's done his thing. He's retired already. Yeah, I really like that. His business perspective, like it, it doesn't agree with the fighter thing, but he's not a fighter anymore, like you're saying. So, like as a businessman, it makes absolute sense. He's making absolute most money, absolute least risk. I mean, what's better than that? And plus, he keeps his he keeps his uh, his legacy untouched. I mean, he's fifty and zero. Yeah. Who's gonna? Who's, who's not very many guys he, that can he touch still, that. He still trains like a fiend. He's still a mad. Yeah, he's yeah, he's still, in incredible shape. I mean, his 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 ability was just off the charts. No one can ever, you know what I mean? That that kind of. I I recently wrote an article on Rocky Marciano and uh, Floyd, and. Um, it was that work ethic that both of them had that that kind of and and i think it must have been a healthy fear a healthy fear of losing as well yeah caused well, them to 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 be able to be 50 and know they were never going to go into the ring unless they were 100 percent. yeah you know what That's i mean like, i know i've gone into a fight injured i'm sure have you ever gone to any fights injured Every fight was I was injured. Every fight. <laughs> broken elbows, broken ribs. Right? Broken you just gotta shut up. You can't say anything. People don't want to hear it. They're like, ah, come on. You still gotta make money. You still working. Yeah. Still fighting. Yeah. You know. You do oh, yeah. I, was, I was always injured. But you know, I was I was also thinking that um, uh, about about these YouTube these people. I don't hate them at all, man. They're they're, they're it's just a new generation, but just don't hurt us. Yeah, of a fighter. We, yeah. we we work too hard for yeah. That's because we're boxers. We're true yeah. boxers. True. Fighters. Yeah. Don't say you're boxing. Exactly. Well, I don't think you know. I think it's going to be very hard for any individuals to phase boxing out because I think fighting is just so natural to man. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's something that everyone does, and 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 boxing reflects life. Like you know what I mean? Like the yeah. analogy is just it's just everything's just too close. Yeah. So men are always gonna fight, and and they're always gonna get paid for it. Maybe it's gonna kind of like I don't know. I think a lot of people thought boxing is gonna get overtaken by MMA. I don't think that's gonna happen. Oh, no, it's, it's never gonna happen. Plus, yeah. I've trained some MMA guys. MMA guys. We have a guy here who's in the UFC. His name's CJ Rivera, a great fighter, huh? Mm-hmm. I ponder. Anyway, but I've heard from his coach, they, they think boxing is just tougher because, first, I, I think they're both equally tough, right? But mm-hmm. in MMA, if you're great at a kicker, if you're a great kicker, you have a chance. Mm-hmm. If you're great at submissions, you have a chance. If you're great at striking, you have a chance, right? Yeah. Boxing, you have one thing to be good at. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> you don't have those other things, right? Yeah, yeah. Have one. one and MMA, MMA, you can get a guy, hold him down, stay in the ring, and just yeah. hold him. Yeah. Get your rest. Yeah. You can clinch, but they break it up. You're, yeah. Yeah. Great. And they, yeah. there's, there's a difference. I wouldn't want to get kicked. I don't get kicked. Yeah. In the no. Oh. That's a, those are hard things, but you get used yeah. to that type of stuff. Just yeah. like you're used to getting hit in the body with the, with the hook or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Used to that stuff, but. They're equally tough, I think. Yes. I just think boxing is you have to be better only at one thing. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Over there, you get the MMA, you get yeah. three things to be good at. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Like uh, some guys come in with a strong, like uh, grappling game, some yes. with strong yeah. kicks, some with strong legs. But it's always the guys that know how to use their hands at best yeah. that end up dominating. Yeah, and that's why I say there's you know like like seventy percent of the MMA knockouts are with the hands. Yes. And the, then submissions and kicks are last. You know. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Um, I know we're gonna we're cutting it close. I want to get into a couple more questions. Yes. I know. I know. I know if I can, but um, what is it about you that made you world champion? Um. But I talked about earlier about my dad, my parents. You know, yeah. the trouble, right? You you really think that's that's that one? I, I, that that was. Mm-hmm. That. I, I think it was just me wanting to be the best and just uh, wanting to make my parents proud. And you obsessed. You obsessed on that. Like that was your obsession. Like was that your? You went to bed thinking about it. You woke up dreaming. No, it was the thing I thought about every day or thought. But no, I just it was just. Just the pride that I have. You yeah. know, I, have I have pride in doing, and I want to be good at whatever I do. I, I'm good at whatever I do. I try to be. If I'm playing yeah. basketball with my kids or playing basketball with my yeah. people, at the, I'm trying to win every single game. I never let my kids win. <laughs> now they beat me all the time. Yeah. Now I don't have a chance. They, be, they beat me every game. But before on, I was like, oh, I'm going to win every game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get, that, like, you get that Michael Jordan effect going on. Yeah. It's like Michael yeah. you're losing nothing. Uh, yeah. When you're feeling down, what do you turn to to re-energize you in everyday life? What re-energizes you? Well, my family. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, uh, my, my sign is I'm a cancer, right? The crab. Yeah. And we always have our family around us, man. Always. I have my kids with me. My wife yeah. and I have been together since we're 12 years old. Uh, uh, wow. 12 years I, old. What? Yeah, first day of uh, eighth grade. Yeah. Um, and we, so I'm always I'm a cancer. We have all our family around, our friends and family. I have a good net net of friends that we see each other every Friday or Saturday. We hang out all the time. We call. They're at the gym. I train them or whatever. But I just love having everybody around me. That's my that's my happiness. That's all. That's all I need. Yeah, yeah. That's all I need. I don't need anything else. That's all I need. 
congratulations, brother. You've you've really hit the holy grail. Like I'm, you know I was that? That I'm the richest man in the world. <laughs> I have all the money. But I'm the richest man in the world, man. I don't care who you I had I have I know I know a lot of people that have money and all that. Sometimes yeah. I said, man, poor guy, all he has is money. Yeah. I got everything. I got everything. The fact that um, you're in a business that uh, that allows you to engage with other people and still with other energies and everything, I can see what that does for you. It keeps you healthy, keeps you fit. Yeah. Mentally, it keeps you sharp. So interacting with good, positive people oh, yeah. in such a good thing, like what you're doing is fitness. You're giving people like a new lease on their life or at least extending the warranty, right? People are losing, you know, I got people losing 100 pounds in my gym, 50 pounds, 40 pounds, 150 pounds. Yeah. Everybody in that, and, and they love it. And I, they yeah. say, so much I say, hey, I could only guide you. I, you're doing the work. I, you know, that's, maybe yeah. I can do what you're doing. I yeah. tell me I can do what you're doing. You you're going beyond whatever. I, yeah. I'll tell people, man, if I have to do this, I have to lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds yeah. in a for a fight, I'm yeah. stressed. I'm like, you're trying to do 50, 40, 80, 100. Yeah. Man, I mean, I know if I could do that. You're probably stronger yeah. than I am. I said, yeah. I can do that thing. Like, you're stronger than I am. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Not, I don't think I could, but you're yeah. doing it. You did it. Yeah. Well, Jesse, you know what? That positivity, that beauty that you have burning inside yourself. You're bringing it to a lot of people. I wish you the greatest success, brother. And I thank you for taking the time. I'm sorry Ben wasn't here. I know you'd love to ask. We'd be fighting over what question next. So I'm, yes, I'm glad I got to hug the whole time. Up I, hope, you. I hope to do it again, man. I hope we could do this again. Yeah. Once again. I appreciate yeah. it. I, I would love it. I, I know there's so much more to your story. I'm sorry to only skim the surface, and I'm sorry that we have to that we have to really make this uh, exit right now. But let's stay in touch, and I know we'll get together sometime. I'll, you know, if I'm over, ever over uh, through Texas way, El Paso, I'll definitely hit you up. But if you come to New York City, without a doubt, please. Oh yeah, man, I would love to. I think I think we're gonna try to go to New York soon. We haven't been there in a few years, so we, we try to go there every few years. I would love to go out there and, and hang out, man. Yeah, let's hang out. Let's you know hold meets for one another. Or and and first, I'll take you to a really great steak place out here. Okay, good. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> and you understand me. If you ever come to San Antonio, man, we'll, the, the city, the city's mine and ours. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. I appreciate you so much, brother. So for Ace Podcast Nation, we thank you very much for Ben Dowdy. He'll be back with us next week. Thank you very much. The champion right here, Jesse James Leha. Now you know why he's so successful. Uh, I love your mindset. I love your physicality. Everything about what you're doing is right on. Much continued blessings to you. Hold on. We're going to go by now. We hope I stay right here. Sports Social Podcast Network.